right, folks. Welcome in to Pickaxe and Roll, brought to you by our good friends over at Superbook Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Blackburn, at NBA Blackburn. On Twitter, part of the Mile High Sports Podcast Network, I got a haircut. I shaved. I'm sorry for all of you, um, but I am getting ready for my vacation, and I'm going to have a good time, and I'm not going to let one Denver Nuggets loss kind of get me down, and I certainly hope that none of you let the Nuggets get you down as well. Uh, As I said in a prior episode, as well as on Twitter, I am not going to let this one game right before the All-Star break define what it means for the Nuggets. Like, this is just not going to be that. There are going to be takeaways, and I think it's fair to discuss them, and we will discuss them, to be clear. I'm not going to just sit here and say, nothing matters. We all hate life. Uh, That's not what this is going to be. I'm going to instead try to take the mature approach on this one, and we can just smile about it, have fun, and hope that Denver brings a little bit more effort and intensity and execution when the time comes. I expect that to happen. It'll be okay. Uh, but like I like I said, it's not a good night. Not a good night if you're a Nuggets fan. Not a good night if you're the Nuggets in general. Michael Malone was very clearly under the weather tonight, and, and he's just losing his voice. He needs the All-Star break just as much as anybody else, and I feel for him because it's not the effort that you wanted to bring, not the intensity that you wanted to bring. And he said, yeah, I thought the guys played hard, but Denver just didn't execute. And that is a problem when you're a championship team. And like I said, I'm not going to let this define what it's going to be like and and how, like what Denver can do going forward. But I do think that it is important to just note what happened and where this game kind of went wrong. So look, we'll we'll talk about the game in the first segment and the second segments. We will talk about... uh, the all-star break in the third segment, who kind of needs it the most, where Denver can uh, sort of step back and and learn from what they need to do. Uh, But I do think that these first two games or these first two segments are going to be, they're going to be pretty down. I'll say that, but like I said, not going to make it all about the negative. So look, Denver got up in this game. They did. They played a pretty good first half. It wasn't a perfect first half. Like their, their offense was not very good. They scored 53 points, uh, but the great thing was they held the Sacramento Kings to 41. Gosh, this fucking cat is just, he will will not shut up. Um, I'm going to text my brother right now and see if he can collect this damn feline that is just outside my door. Um, uh, Okay, this, yeah, this cat is just a, a absolute nuisance here. Um... But yeah, so Denver, they struggle in like they struggle offensively, but their defense was really good. I think it was more about Sacramento than it was anything else in the first um in the first half, just because Sacramento was taking wide open shots. They were just bricking all of them. And all of the shots that they were hitting in Sacramento just a couple games ago, uh that they weren't going down in the first half. You clearly saw tired legs. They were struggling to work through that. And the Nuggets were uh, certainly bothered for sure. Or they, they were not doing a great job at all. Good Lord. Ross. 
All right, now we're now we're getting him on the phone, everybody. This this cat is gonna leave. It's gonna leave. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Collect the cats, please. I am podcasting. I forgot he was sleeping. Okay. We have an early call time tomorrow. And that is... Oh, man. Okay, now I feel bad because Ross is clearly sleeping. And that's a... That is a problem. Um, Okay. Denver is in a pretty tough state here, obviously. Like, where you play a good first half and you lose all of that energy and intensity in the second half. And you got to know why. Like, you got to understand that these guys are trying to get out the door, obviously. They're not going to play their most engaged basketball. Aaron Gordon, I thought, did play a great game. He played engaged basketball. He had at least nine rebounds heading into halftime and then finished the game with 25 points, 15 rebounds, was engaged. He played well. Denver was down, what, seven? And then like he hits a three right at the end of the game. He's just locked in doing what he can to try to bring the team back. Uh, he was one of the only guys that could actually hit a shot in the second half. Um, and he and credit to him. He brought the intensity. And he was one of the only ones. Like I, I give him a lot of benefit there. Where on a night where he grabbed 15 rebounds, Justin Holliday grabs four, Michael Porter grabs four, Nicole Jokic grabs five, Reggie Jackson grabs five. Nothing crazy from that standpoint. But look, Denver should have been dominating the glass against a Kings team that is smaller than them. Michael Porter, Aaron Gordon, Nikola Jokic should be dominating the front line. And they just didn't. That's that's a problem. And some of that comes to the second unit, which obviously when it features Zeke Naji like it did tonight, it's going to be a little bit different from a rebounding perspective. But I did firmly agree about uh, just Aaron Gordon bringing it. He was absolutely tremendous. Um yeah, just nice to see him for sure. Nice to see him play. But Nikola Jokic did not really show up tonight. Nikola Jokic was uh he was pretty bad. That was that was my pretty big takeaway here. 6 of 17 from the field, 0 of 6 from 3. A couple of those threes obviously you're taking late, you're trying to get back into the game. So like look, that that is what it is. But five rebounds from him, he grabbed zero offensive rebounds, was just not a threat on the interior at all. Whenever he took the ball inside, he was 6 of 11 inside the arc. Uh, but just looking at his shot chart here, he took a lot of uh, took a lot of jumpers, took a lot of uh, – like he took at least four of them and was 1 of 4 on the shots out there. He was 5 of 7 on shots that were close to the restricted area or within the restricted area. And that's where fatigue and tiredness really gets you. He couldn't hit a jump shot all night. And Denver needed him to play with a little bit more intensity going downhill. They needed him to play with a desire to get this W. And he may have tried that in his own way, but rather than deferring to everybody else, he should have been trying to get to the free throw line. He should have been trying to get to the rim. And he often makes the open pass. He's trying to make the open play. And... Guys tonight, Reggie Jackson, Justin Holiday, Michael Porter, to an extent, did not make the plays that you needed them to make in the clutch. 
Denver's offense kind of sank, and it would have been nice had those guys been hitting the shots consistently, but didn't happen. And Denver just doesn't get enough done. That's that's pretty much the the simple answer here. Um, they absolutely could have gone to Joker more. I think uh, Truth Teller is right here, where they were double teaming Joker from the side. They were not double teaming him from the top. He could have absolutely walked down Demontis Sabonis or whoever he got switched out onto, and the fact that he didn't, I think, was a choice rather than anything else. And Denver can and should probably have gone to him a little bit more. And without Jamal Murray and KCP, it's my belief that they should have gone to that a little bit more. And it is on him in these situations where you don't have your starting backcourt. You need a win. You need to not create a losing streak heading into the all-star break. You look to your best player and he just didn't have it. Like that's, that is what it is. I, I, he collected a technical foul earlier in the game because he thought he got fouled on a drive. And was screaming at Ray Acosta down the sideline and clearly earned the technical. Michael Malone actually did a great job of earning himself a technical and making sure to um and making sure to avoid um Jokic getting a second technical, sorry. And that was good. But what should have happened from that point is Jokic should have been going to the free throw line and parading there by getting into the paint, finishing through contact, doing all the things that you know that he can do. And he just I, I think that that was more on him than Sacramento packing the paint or anything like that. Like, obviously, they're going to live with Reggie Jackson shooting threes or Justin Holiday shooting threes. And Aaron Gordon's generally around the rim. And he's not exactly providing much spacing for Joker as well. Uh, but that is something that I think Joker missed out on tonight. Uh, but he's not the only one. Like, look, Justin Holliday failed tonight. Reggie Jackson failed tonight. Reggie Jackson getting his pocket picked when Denver needed a bucket was bad. That was actually distinctly horrible. And the fact that he got his pocket picked is pretty inexcusable in a situation like this where Denver needs him to be a veteran out there. For a long time, Reggie's made great decisions and protected the basketball and done a pretty good job with Denver of making sure to uh, make the right play. He did not make, like, he had nine assists and one turnover up until that point, or nine assists and zero turnovers up until that point. But it was that clutch time execution that mattered. And Reggie, he may not be able to execute in those moments. That's a problem. And Justin Holiday, like two of two of eight, two of five from three, uh, just taking open shots, not necessarily making any of them. Michael Porter got an open shot right at the top of the key, bricked it. Um, he's been going to a floater more and more often for some reason. He makes it a couple times and then goes to it consistently over and over and over again. Uh, he took 17 shots tonight, Michael Porter did. And he took a lot of shots from the mid-range. And when he takes an actual jumper, it looks a lot better than when he takes a floater. And the fact that he continues to take that floater and is kind of struggling with that in-between game, that's an issue. Like, this is one where you want him to step up without Jamal Murray. And, like, he took 17 shots. That's fine. I don't think he got to the free throw line, if I'm not mistaken. 
no, he did not. He took a lot of jumpers, took a lot of floaters. When he got into the paint, he was pretty good. We just didn't get into the paint a lot. So, look, I think a lot of people can, you can point to a lot of fingers, especially within the starting unit. Uh, Aaron Gordon was a plus one. Justin Holiday a plus one. Porter was a minus 12. That's one where you're really going to have to point one. Jokic was a minus four. He's, I mean, he had 15 points, Jokic did. Like, what are we doing here? Like, he was 11 points below his average in a game that Denver lost by four. Like, it can boil down to just that, if we're being honest. Uh, and Reggie Jackson wasn't an efficient player tonight. Actually, you know, I, I don't want, I want to, don't want to dispel that. Reggie actually did play a re- relatively efficient game. Nine assists to one turnover is pretty good. Uh, it's just the moment when it happened. Not great. Not fantastic. And then he also didn't get to the free throw line either. So, look, Denver starters could be a little bit better. That's for sure. When we get back, we're going to talk about the bench. Uh, the bench definitely needs to... They need a, They need some... Uh, I've got some questions. Uh, and as, as many people do about Denver's bench unit and what the hell is going on with it. Um, Michael Malone tried some rotations tonight that may or may not have worked. Uh, the wrote the... Certainly the result does not look good, uh, but it is what it is. We will be right back to talk about the bench. But first, uh, this podcast is brought to you by Superbook Sports, the most trusted name in sports gambling. They can use that promo code MILEHIGH for you, uh, and you'll score up to 250 bucks with their first bet bonus. Win or lose, Superbook will match your first bet up to the up to $250 with promo code MILEHIGH. Download the Superbook Sports app, enter the promo code, you'll get 250 bucks, courtesy of Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. We'll be right back on Pickaxe and Roll. Pickaxe and Roll, Ryan Blackburn here. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning into the show. Sorry, it's a downer. Uh, we're going to get through it. We're going to talk about it. Uh, we have to talk about the bench, though, and where I think a lot of this issue has come from for Denver. Um, but I will say here, um, yeah, Jokic definitely ready for the all-star break from Fernando. Jay Huffington says mental fatigue, very real. Plus, uh, Coach's funeral was this week. I, uh, Of course. And, like, some of these situations are obviously bigger than basketball. We had a big thing today uh, from the Kansas City Chiefs parade. Uh, thoughts go out to all the families that have been affected by that, all the kids that were shot today. Michael Malone had some things to say about that. I hope you uh, take a look at Denver Post's Sean Keeler. I think he was putting together an article about Michael Malone's thoughts uh, from the uh, championship parade that happened today in Kansas City. He shared a lot of insight on that and like uh, some some important things that I think you should go take a look at if you're done with this pod. Um, but yeah, it's like there's a lot of stuff going on. Everybody's got plans going every which way direction. That's why I'm not going to really like spout off takes about this particular game. It sucked. Like the, I knew the game wasn't going to be good. I said it going into it that this was not one where. People were going to need to watch in order to really define whether the Nuggets were going to be a championship contender or not. And I feel pretty strongly about that take now. Does this change my opinion on Denver's status as a championship contender? No, nothing that I hadn't thought about before. 
what I will say is that it sort of reinforces my belief that Denver's bench is not good enough and that it hasn't been good enough for a while. If you missed yesterday's show that I did with Swipa, we talked about this at length about, man, is Denver's bench good enough? Do they have enough depth to really survive the playoffs? And I thought that we had a really good conversation. It's actually my favorite conversation that we've had all year. I think Swipa brings up some great points about, look, sometimes it's not going to matter if you have the guy and he brings it that night. And there's like, it's nothing that a seventh, eighth or ninth man is really going to solve within your rotation. It's, is Jokic good enough or not? Tonight, the answer was no. However, these are the nights that Denver still ended up winning last year because they found Bruce Brown or Jeff Green scoring. Like, I don't know if you guys remember the game before the All-Star break last year. I do. And here's what happened. Denver faced the Dallas Mavericks. The Mavericks, not a good team. They're probably not as good as this, or especially at that point last year, not as good as this version of the Sacramento Kings, to be clear. But what separated Denver last year was when they brought Jeff Green off the bench and he hit like five threes, had 24 points or however many he did, and Denver could just bring somebody off the bench that could change the pace of the game that they could go to and feel pretty comfortable with and and play with all their different lineups and combinations and just knew what they were doing and understood their role and could play it to perfection. And Denver doesn't have that off their bench this year, even when they're full strength. Because here's what happens. Denver plays their full strength team, and it puts all of the guys into better positions to succeed, I will say. Reggie Jackson, Christian Brown, Peyton Watson, those guys... They then play with Nikola Jokic. They have those moments where they're playing with Joker. And then even when they are staggering and Jamal Murray comes in, or let's say when Aaron Gordon comes in to play backup center, they're in a pretty good spot. Like they've got some pretty good players that are solidified there. And then you've got a night like tonight where, yeah, things aren't going to be perfect. Things aren't going to be ideal from Denver's perspective. And they're not going to have their full complement of players. And that is okay, as long as you have guys that are willing and able to step up in that situation. So what did Denver get from their bench tonight? Well, the leading scorer was Zeke Naji, who played nine minutes. Zeke Naji had nine or eight points on two or four from the field, four or four from the line. I give Zeke a lot of credit. He was the best bench guy tonight by a significant margin. He was very good. I thought his defense on Fox was great. I thought his defense in a lot of different situations, switching, guarding, playing hard, doing some important things, I thought it was great. The problem is that when he switched out, Reggie Jackson is then trying to rebound under the rim and doesn't have any size whatsoever to block out anybody. And you're, it was kind of like the Jackson Hayes game against the Lakers, and that was a problem. And then you had Peyton Watson, who couldn't really get out of his own way tonight. He hit a corner three. That was nice. He did get a clutch steal at the end of the game, and that was good to see. He had a block. I don't remember when it was or what happened. But it was just not a lot of coherent, consistent play from Peyton tonight. 
The impact was not there. The fit was not there. And I'm not really surprised because he's still struggling to figure out exactly where he fits into that ecosystem. And then Christian Brown, who I thought had some really good plays tonight. He was plus three. He led the entire team in plus minus. And yet he didn't close the game. He did have a steal and a block. There were some good plays. But he missed two free throws in the fourth quarter. He shot one of six from the field. And Denver just didn't trust him in that final moments, in those final moments to really play out there. And they got back in Justin Holiday. They got back in all their starters. And the guy that they bring in as the spot starter is now the guy that you're closing with. And I didn't agree with that decision by Michael Malone, but I understood it. Because in those situations, you absolutely would rather close with Christian Brown. Or you'd rather close with Peyton Watson. But they didn't give you any reason to close with them in this situation. Not really. And so you go back to Justin Holiday, your, your tried and true veteran. He doesn't come through. And that sucks. But this is, the, this is why I had so many questions for Denver. This is why I had so many criticisms of the bench and of the roster that Calvin Booth had put forth. And people can talk about it. They can say all they want to about, okay, there wasn't a guy out there. There wasn't an option for Denver. There wasn't a resource for them to get it done. Calvin Booth, if he wanted to get it done, would get it done. He's shown that. He's shown the capability to do it. What has been decided is that Denver's good enough from their top eight. They'll get enough from nine through 15 in order to figure out the gaps. And they will try to thread the needle this year in order to win. And that'll be that. I don't think that that was the right call. I don't think that Denver should have been going that direction. I think nights like tonight, again, a night in February, right before the All-Star break, that doesn't really mean that much in the grand scheme of things. Nights like that are where you struggle the most from a depth, depth perspective, because Denver's still trying to figure out who they are when they're whole. And then you upset the apple cart by pulling out one of the Jenga pieces from the starting lineup, and everything's chaos. Every, nobody has any idea what they're doing at that point. And they're just trying to piece it together. So that's why you have to rely on guys like Jokic in order to really steady the ship. And he didn't bring it tonight. He wasn't at that level. But the thing is, it's not his responsibility the entire time for all 82 games to be that dude. Sometimes somebody else has got to step up and do something. Just do anything, please. And if you're looking around at the bench, especially tonight's bench, Colin Gillespie, Christian Brown, Peyton Watson, Zeke Naji. Are you getting that from any of them? No. And you might get it from the future. You might get it in, in a couple years. A couple of those guys might have, like, they might really pan out. And they might be guys that are game changers. And Peyton Watson, I think, is on the border of that right now. But he's not there. And not closing with him. And instead, closing with Justin Holiday, I think, was a mistake because he needs those reps. He needs all of these opportunities. And I just get very, very queasy when Denver doesn't have any options that they can go to. Because they don't. They're, they're putting it all on these young guys. Every single bit. 
And what happens if they kind of crumple under the pressure? Is that a, oh, we'll learn from it and be better next year? I don't know if it's all that. I think it kind of, like, it ruins some chemistry if that happens. It puts those guys into positions of hell to try to figure that out. So I'm a little bit worried about that. I was worried before, and I'm still worried. I don't think anything that's happened so far has really could really dispel that. So I'm a little bit on edge with that. And I need, me personally, I need to see two to three straight weeks coming out of the All-Star break of Christian Brown and Peyton Watson just rolling people, just killing people with their energy, their hustle, their coordination, their athleticism, and their defense. Like, those guys should be killing people off the bench. And they're just not. They are lost in a lot of ways. And Denver, like, they haven't, like, they're trying. They're trying to give them as much time to figure it out. But time is running out. There are 27 games left in this regular season. And you better be sure that they're ready to go because there are no other options. They're either going to be ready to go or Denver's probably going to lose. And me personally, I don't think that's good enough and haven't thought that that's good enough from Calvin Booth. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we are going to go more positive. We're going to go all-star break stuff, and we will discuss uh, some other things. We'll be right back. But first, Scott Duff. Pick X and Roll, Ryan Blackman here. Final segment. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. Um, okay, let's turn the page a little bit. Very negative on the first two segments. Let's wrap up with some positivity. Let's let's wrap up with some stuff that we can discuss for Denver on what we're looking forward to after the All-Star break, what we're looking forward to from Denver's perspective for, like, Denver's going to get some guys back. They're going to get some guys healthy. At, at least you would hope. You You would hope that... Jamal Murray has enough time to rest and recover. Uh, You'd hope that KCP has enough time to rest and recover. That may not happen, and we'll have to sort of play that by ear, I guess. But Denver at this stage, if we go to their schedule and we look at what's going on, the next game that they play is on Thursday, February 22nd. That's pretty standard. Denver's got this final game on Wednesday. They get a full... Six days off, basically. Uh, Denver will play, or actually, here's here's what's going to happen. The All-Star break is going to happen, and the All-Star game itself is going to be on Sunday. Denver will probably... They've gone back and forth on this. Some They might do three full days of practice on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, just to get everybody like back in shape, get everybody ready to go. They might just do Tuesday, Wednesday, and then have a game on Thursday. We'll figure out what ultimately happens, but they're going to play on that Thursday, February 22nd, the Washington Wizards. First game back from the All-Star break. You better believe that the uh, requisite energy, focus, defensive personnel is going to be a lot better. I think Nikola Jokic will be very conscious about 
uh, just bringing the best version of himself. And then they're going to go on a back-to-back at Portland. So they're traveling east to west, which is not that bad. They'll be okay. Uh, and then they will you know, do that on Friday, and then they'll play at, uh, at Golden State on Sunday. Golden State making a run right now. I think they lost tonight, but they are a better team for sure. So I'm thinking that in these first three games that they're going to come back, we're going to learn a lot about just exactly how focused Denver wants to be. And they're going to tell us a lot. Like They're, they're going to show us. You're concerned about their effort level, their intensity level. They're going to show us in those first three games. Or they'll, they'll show us at least in like one of them. Uh, I'm hopeful that Denver brings a certain level of professionalism to that. It would be nice to see them go on a little bit of a winning streak, and they have the capability to do so. They could win versus Washington, at Portland, at Golden State. Then they come home and play Sacramento again, and then they play a back-to-back versus the King or versus the Heat on uh, the following week. So it'll be interesting to track. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, by the way, that's a rematch of the NBA Finals that's happening on February 29th, uh, Leap Day. So very interesting to see that. Um, who needs the All-Star break most? Uh, Jamal Murray, I think, comes to mind here. Clearly dealing with shin splints or some sort of uh, inhibitor that's preventing him from moving that well. Listen, Jamal's got to come back and he's got to be in the best shape that he can be by April. I don't know if he's got to be in the best shape he can be by February 20th or whenever Denver plays. I think it's the 22nd, but it would be nice. Uh, I want to see Jamal just dominate out of the gate. I want to see him be physically intact. I want to see him be mentally intact, put the pedal to the metal at times, and really show what he can do and how he can dominate a game, because if he does that, and he can do that with the bench unit. It simplifies a lot of things for the bench. I think they lost a lot of that tonight. Next, Nikola Jokic, obviously. He needs the All-Star break so much more than just about anybody else. He carries such a heavy burden. He didn't play well tonight. And I wonder if he was kind of looking ahead to what Denver needed to do and what they wanted to do. Um, that's not a surprise to me. But I do think that Jokic can definitely benefit from Jamal taking on some of a heavier burden. Now, Jamal, like his usage is career high. That is, like it just is at that point right now. So I'm not sure how much usage he can realistically take. Uh, It would be nice, I think, if Michael Porter took on a little bit more heavy usage and did so in the proper way as opposed to just kind of jacking up shots here or there. That's not the way to do it. Uh, the, the the way to do it is to playmake, is to try to run some pick and rolls and do some stuff like that. I don't know if that's ultimately going to happen, but those three guys, they should be trying to combine for 75 points more frequently. Michael Porter should be doing his best to be getting involved and taking on some of that burden, especially during this regular season. We will see whether that translates to the playoffs or not, but if he could do that, that would be absolutely helpful. We'll uh, we'll find out, though. Um, Christian Brown has played every game. Peyton Watson has not played every game, but he's been very close. Reggie Jackson, I believe, has played every game. 
if I'm not mistaken. And those guys could absolutely use the break for sure. I think that Aaron Gordon's honestly fine. I think the way that he's played in the last few games, sometimes he isn't at his best, but he's been athletic. He's been physical. He's been, he's looking like he's treading in the right direction. I think he'll be fine uh, regardless of if there's a break or not. But anytime you can get Aaron Gordon time that he's not playing backup center, you're probably going to be better off for that. Um, KCP, obviously, you want him to get healthy. You want him to make sure that he rests that hamstring and is all ready to go. If he is not ready to go out of the All-Star break, they'll probably continue starting Justin Holiday. But I would seriously give Christian Brown a look as the starting two. Like, you want to see him playing in those playoff rotations, in those playoff lineups. Not necessarily trying to build chemistry or anything like that. I want to see him playing as much as he can with Jokic, Murray, Porter, and guys of that nature so that he can fit in and and can really understand what his role is going to be in those situations. He's not going to play that situation a ton because Denver's going to go to their starting lineup more than just about any team in the NBA. But I would like, like, I do not want to continue seeing Justin Holiday being the spot starter because I don't think that the bench chemistry that Denver's getting from this where I know that that's why Malone is doing it. He's trying to do the Anthony Carter thing where you start a third stringer to not interrupt your second string. I don't believe in that when the second string is this bad. Just play your next best guy. That's what it should be. Like the fact that Justin Holiday has leapfrogged Christian Brown in the rotation is not great. And in my opinion, the way that they handled Bruce Brown last year, where anytime you had Murray go out, KCP go out, Porter go out, whatever, anytime you had that, Bruce Brown would be the guy that would start. That benefited Bruce Brown because he could play all of those combinations in all those different roles. Does Christian Brown feel the same way? I don't know. Probably not. So that's something that he needs to learn before the playoffs because he's going to play over Justin. At least that's the plan. We'll see whether that actually happens. Um, and then Michael Malone, probably more than anybody else. Michael Malone needs to take some time away. He needs to breathe. He needs to get his voice back, by the way. Uh, and if he can make that happen and he can come back with the fresh, renewed energy, making sure the guys are going the right direction, that will benefit the team really, really well. You need a steady hand at the top. And I think he's done a pretty decent job even during this losing streak of saying, look, we need to be better. But he also said today at the presser, it's not the fact that we have to do anything. It's the fact that we're not healthy right now is basically how he approached it. There are things that he wants to improve, but he sees the starters as like, like that's just how it's got to be. Denver's got to have their starting unit intact in order to win. And I don't like that necessarily. I think that Denver should be able to, because they have Jokic, because they have a lot of talented players, they shouldn't just be bothered by one or two guys. Like that's like if if one or two guys miss, that shouldn't be that the end of the world. Denver should have a next man up mentality, which is what they had all of last year. And they displayed that. I have not heard next man up mentality a lot this year. Just haven't. So maybe that changes. Maybe Denver can benefit from that a little bit differently. And I'm curious to see what they do. But look, 
Michael Malone's got to refocus. He's got to be better too. There's no doubt about it. I'll sit here and cape for him though because I think that his rotations were fine. I think the plan was fine. I just think that Denver struggled executing it tonight. And they've struggled executing for a while. The shooting's been bad. I hope that guys improve on their heavy legs and they start getting into better shooting positions and get some better shooting splits. That would be really, really beneficial for the offense because the shooting has just not been good enough. If Denver can get back to being a good shooting team, an elite shooting team like they have been for much of Jokic's time here, then that would certainly benefit everybody tremendously. So, look, we'll see what happens. I'm looking forward to the All-Star break, though. I am not going to podcast for a while here. Uh, I'm probably, so I'm coming back on Monday the 19th. That will probably be the next time you hear from me, really. And I'll try, I'll probably try to podcast on Tuesday night will, would be my explan my expectation. So you're not going to hear a lot from me. I'm doing my thing. I'm going to get away and that's going to be exciting. There's a lot of things behind the scenes that are currently happening at, happening at MHS that you're going to want to hear about. You're going to want to tune into. So we've got something coming out tomorrow that is very special. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to get myself uh, a little something here at some point, and uh, I think you're all going to love it. So, folks, thank you for staying up with me. It is nearly midnight. I really appreciate the love and support on the show. Uh, Thank you to the regulars for hanging out. Always fun to uh, be able to share the, the chat with everybody and be able to see some friendly faces in here. I'll be back, like I said, on Tuesday. Everybody, stay safe. Enjoy the break. Take some time away from hoops. You've only got to watch the All-Star game anyway. You're not going to watch anything else at the All-Star break, so going to be just fine. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Hit that like button on the way out. I'll talk to you guys in a week. Bye.